Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. 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 To the show, everybody listening to the Confessionals podcast. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at the That's contact at the or go to the website, the Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. We have coming on the show today and he's going to be sharing his experience where he was having this recurring dream of a man, a person, an entity, maybe Satan himself, presenting himself to fucking dreams, showing him occult and demonic symbolism and asking him what it meant to him. I had no idea what these symbols were, and that started the rabbit hole. He comes on today to talk about that, but we start off with his Machine Gun Kelly experience. What? Yes. You see, listen to episode 512, Desert Portal Death Cults, and he said he had a similar experience at a Machine Gun Kelly concert. I had to hear it. So we start off there, then we dive into the occult symbolism that was being presented to him, possibly by Satan himself in his dreams. Let's get to right now. All right, today we got Jared on the show. Jared, what's going on, brother? Not much. How are you doing today, Tony? Man, I'm good, man. This is the uh, second time we're doing this. The first time we had some tech difficulties. So here we are. Uh, listen, you emailed the show a while ago and uh, we had to put off. And you said to me that you were glad we put off because since then you listened to De- Desert Portal Death Cold episode, episode 512. And uh, in that episode, I guess James said things that sounded familiar to you. 
And you said it wasn't, you know, like you didn't go through anything that was super dramatic like James, but you did have a similar experience. And I figured, you know what, before we get into what you emailed about, let's talk about this situation because I'm intrigued, obviously. Uh, But uh, after we're done talking about this, we'll get into what you emailed about, which is the uh, reoccurring dream with the demonic symbolism and uh, the domino effect that happened from that. Uh, So let's start out right now, though, with the... um, I don't know the the experience you had. I know uh, before we got cut off on the the other call, it had something to do with the Machine Gun Kelly concert. I'm intrigued, so go ahead and tell me what was going on. Yeah, so um, me and a couple of my buddies went to a uh, NASCAR race in Virginia, and after the show, or after the race, we were told that hey, Machine Gun Kelly's putting on a free concert um, behind it in this field. Everybody's invited. Uh, no need to pay, whatever have you. So me and all my buddies were just like, okay, a free concert. We're here. We might as well check it out. So we go um, to the concert. And the first thing that's weird is Machine Gun Kelly hadn't blown up, but he, he was nameworthy. Um, but only like 200 people showed up to the concert. And there, there wasn't much going on. Machine Gun Kelly was up there playing. And I started to realize some odd things were going on. First off, I lost my friends not that weird but i started to look around and some of the people in the crowd just did not look like they were just at a nascar race um something was going on with their faces i, I realized it was kind of distorted there's a real heavy heavy energy there um i made eye contact with a few people and their eyes were almost yellow looked like they were wearing contacts that, that, that's the best way i can describe it People were being aggressive, super odd, not like pushing and shoving aggressive, but just kind of walking up to you and bumping you. And and, and it was the most odd thing. I could not find my friends. There was a girl who, after hearing that, the desert one, um, she had yellow eyes. Her face was super pale. It almost looked like she had something weird going on with her teeth. I wouldn't say points, but it just wasn't normal mouth structure. And it, it took me like 30 to 40 minutes to find my friends. They said they were looking for me for an hour. Um, it, it, I had almost forgotten about the experience. So I listened to that podcast and I was just like, oh my gosh, I had something similar happen to me now. It wasn't nearly as intense as what he experienced. Thank God. I don't know if I could have handled that, but. I just brought up a very, very odd memory that I had that I thought was kind of paranormal knowing Machine Gun Kelly, the weird stuff that he posts, the stuff that he's into. It's like, that makes sense for his concert. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when when was this happening? Like, how long ago did this happen? This happened uh, four and a half years ago, five years ago. Okay. So I, I'm trying to think of a timeline here. When I found out about Machine Gun Kelly was when he uh, did the diss track against Eminem. And I was like, oh, Eminem's going to kill him. And then Eminem went back at him. And I was like, oh, snap. Uh, I, I imagine that was probably within that four to five you know, range. But that, I mean, that might be right around the time that that happened because... I know that when he when when that whole thing happened, that really put his name out there. I mean, old guys like me didn't know who Machine Gun Kelly was until uh, Eminem gave him attention, you know. Uh, but uh, even that was probably orchestrated in the sense of <clears throat> knowing what Eminem's involved in, knowing what Machine Gun Kelly's involved in. It's almost like a, it probably was some kind of mass ritual in itself. You know what I mean? 
that, that's definitely what I think kind of looking back on it. Um, and it, it's just, it's something, I don't know if it leads to anything or just an overactive, you know, imagination while I'm in that time, because it, like I said, it, it was weird. It was heavy energy. Something I just kind of brushed off of like that. That was odd. I have no explanation for it. I'm just not going to put any thought to it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like the different color eyes, like you mentioned about contacts. Sure, it could be contacts or it could be, you know, people that are, you know, I mean, like we know what Machine Gun Kelly is involved in. Uh, he, I think he actually, him and Megan Fox just recently got divorced or something, but they were, they were married and they were like drinking each other's blood and doing all weird, you know, satanic occultic type stuff together. Uh, and so it, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if that was his foundation to begin with. Um, now the the idea of not being able to find your friends do you equate that as a possible i'm not saying you're saying that this is what happened but the idea of it possibly where it, like like with james i mean james went through a what we believe or at least what i believe is an interdimensional shift i think he was on some kind of like portal bridge almost where he was here but he wasn't here uh is that kind of like the vibe that you're kind of referring to or what I think so, because like I said, it was only 200 people. You know, I, I was trying to enjoy the concert for like 30 minutes, you know. Um, but after that, looking for my friends for what felt like, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, and they're telling me realistically 30 minutes, they were looking for me for an hour. That doesn't add up. But then again, that could have been, we were at a NASCAR race all day. They were at a concert. I might, it, it, it's hard to say with that. I can definitely tell something was off. Seems like people were almost in a trance, heavy, heavy energy. I can't stress that enough. And it, it, it's, it's hearsay at that point. And that's why I, I can't give too much about it. I, I don't want to say and speculate that, oh, I was in a, a mass ritual and, and there was a, a portal transfer possibly. And I was caught up in the middle of it as a bystander. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's nothing that I can say for certain, but I can tell you something weird is going on. Well, let me tell you what happened. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what, so where was this NASCAR race at? What, like, What city was this one in? This one was either in Charlotte or Virginia, because I know it was the All-Stars race, wherever that's held at. Okay. It was uh, Junior's last race. Uh, so how far is Asheville from Charlotte? Uh, that'd be about a three hour drive, I would guess. Okay. Okay. I've been hearing some interesting things about Asheville and that's why I asked. Um, and also what kind of music was this? Was this rap? I think he does other music too, right? It was like crappy rap rock whenever he first started. Yeah. Like it, it was heavier rap. Um, before the mumble rap era, era I think it was more like the yelling angry rap. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's interesting for sure. Uh, I, I wish you were sucked up into a portal and lived to talk about it, but unfortunately, we're just left with this uh, this story. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's definitely interesting. And the the eyes. How many people were you? Would you estimate had you know yellow looking eyes? Four. I would say three to four. I wouldn't say it was like I was seeing around everybody, and they had that going on because Tony, I, I would have called you a long time ago if that was the case. But it was enough for it to kind of imprint on me. And it was that one lady that, that she had something going on. I, I, I don't know. 
And I remember at the time kind of equating it to, I'd seen pictures of people doing like face modifications, like that weird stuff. But now I think back, it's like, Jared, that's, that's not it. You saw something very, very weird. Did the eyes look like they were glowing at all? I, I wouldn't say glowing, but I would say there was some light to them. Like in the darkness, there was an unusual amount of light, but glowing would be kind of a stretch for me to say. Okay. Gotcha. And last question about the eyes. When you noticed this, say four people, was this four people that were together or were they seemingly random people that, you know, weren't hanging out together? All together, dancing right in front of me, like, acting very odd. And there were a few people that I couldn't really make out their face. It looked like something was going on. Like, whenever you rub your eyes and you have this kind of blurry spot, put somebody's face right there. But those, those people were definitely all together, standing together, all black clothes. I remember just, just odd, out of place, man. And nobody else was batting an eye. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it d- definitely interesting. I feel like, did James on that interview say something about seeing people with blurry faces too? I don't remember. Do you remember? I remember he, he said something was going on with their faces initially before he connected the dots of, oh, Jesus. Um, it, it, I, I feel like I remember him saying there was something going on with their faces. I could be wrong about yeah. it. I don't want to misquote. Yeah, I, I hear so many stories. I forget sometimes, but uh, a good news for everybody. Uh, James is planning on coming in my studio and sitting down with me, so that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, interesting stuff, man. Really interesting stuff. I, I, uh, if shoot, if you ever have another experience like that, that'd be interesting to talk about for sure. Uh, but I doubt you will. Uh, but anybody listening right now, if you've ever gone to a concert or a uh, Machine Gun Kelly concert or some kind of rave and you had some w- wild, bizarre, trippy experiences and you weren't on drugs, please email me. I would like to know. So, uh, you know, because that's the first thing that people were saying about James is that, you know, somebody slipped him something. And, um, yeah, I can understand why people would suggest that. But there have been things that have popped up, especially after that interview, that really kind of pushes me towards the camp of he actually went through this. And one of them is the fact that uh, during the interview, he said that there was a man in a, in a mad hat or hat and it went right over my head until we aired the interview and somebody commented on the Discord. The yeah, yeah. Um, Zach, Zach, right? Zach King. Yeah. 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 So I, Zach King, uh, he talked about having that, that, that hat and somebody connected that dot. And so I, I reached out to, uh, to James and sent him a picture of what a high wizard would look like. And he said, that's exactly what the guy looked like. So I was like, bro, you had a high wizard there. That's why everything was going off like crazy. Cause it was, you know, he was like summoning Satan himself, probably. If he would have stuck around longer, I'm, I'm, he probably would have like met Satan that night. Gosh, I, I, I am happy that that was him. I don't know if I would have been strong enough to get out of there. It's wild. It's wild stuff. But, um, uh, anyways, let's get, let's get moving into uh, Satan himself, <laughs> uh, because that's kind of how your story unfolds here. Um, so. Let's just start off with uh, having you share this. This uh, how did this how this all started for you and stuff? Yeah, so this was back um, right before kind of COVID started. Um, I was living in my college apartment by myself. Had a lot of free time. I was working out. I was actually doing 
pretty good in my life. Um, I, I was losing weight. I was kind of starting to figure out school. I had come off a really bad patch of having like a 1.0 GPA and just a bad relationship. And, and my life was kind of going into a, a different direction and it was kind of positive. But um, I got into hearing all these stories of, oh, manifestation is the greatest thing ever. Manifest your wealth, manifest your life. Numbers are magic. Um, look to the stars kind of ideas. And I wasn't, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bolt in or, or I would say an expert at any of that stuff. But I, I was practicing it. I, I was as much as I knew and as little as I could know within a couple months of, of research of it. And I could really see positive things happen in my life. Uh, a lot of just random kind of gifts. I'm not going to call them blessings, but just kind of nice little surprises, you, you know, um, easy breaks. It, it, it just, just odd things like that, losing a lot of weight and just doing good in general. But, um, then one night, I, I had a very odd dream. These dreams are the most realistic I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, it, it started out with the guy approaching me in my dream. And he said, hey, does this mean anything to you? And he showed me an upside-down pentagram. Um, and he would just be like, hey, what, what, what do these mean to you? And it would be like a picture of Baphomet, uh, which I had to figure out who the heck that was. So I saw it and looked up Goatman. Um, and so that, that was the first night and I had a, I had just, I woke up and my room just felt weird. Every shadow in it felt like somebody was staring at me. Even my dog was surprisingly on edge, but she might've just been feeding off my energy, but that, that's kind of where it started. Um, and then, you know, the next couple nights were fine. I was kind of freaked out in my own apartment. And again, I'm a 200 pound guy. I, I'm, I'm simply not too worried. I'm, I feel pretty safe wherever I'm at, but it had gotten to the point where I can just feel something. And then the dreams kept occurring and they kept getting a little bit darker every single time. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.